everyone welcome to pro football ireland uh, and the jeff rainbow show dual podcast jeff we're superstars now doing this dual podcast uh once a week at the minute uh, i'm piggybacking from... on your back big boy i'm <laughs> i'm riding your coattails as they say um this is the first podcast jeff uh, that we've had on this podcast network from st patrick's day um how are you I, are you recovered it fully well, it was. A, I, I know there's people from the UK and especially England listening to this podcast, but there's also on on our on our own on my own RSS. There's you know majority Irish crowd, so I'll try and be careful here. Um, we had a big weekend. I'm sure you probably seen Ireland won the rugby against England. Yeah, and and won the Grand Slam. The weekend was. Um, it was a bit crazy, Jeff. It was like the NFL draft and the Super Bowl all rolled into one. I I, I know we had plans to record a social video of you drinking a Guinness, but uh, maybe next yeah, year. You know first of all, first of all, I, I want to clear the decks on that one, right? For I, um, I was in Waimea, which is up on the North Shore here, and beautiful little town, but I could not find a bar open at the appropriate hour because of the time change between. Hawaii and Ireland, you were already well into your Guinness by the time I was waking up and I couldn't find a place where I could get a Guinness or we would have had a Guinness together on social media. I'm, I'll have to take a rain check, right? I had planned on getting some at the store, but you couldn't find it at the store either. I don't know if it was all bought out or what. What the deal was, Jeff. But that, that picture of you that you now the, the picture of you holding the Guinness. Now, for people listening to this, you sent me that a good four or five days before St. Patrick's Day. So, in my mind, I just thought that you had bought the Guinness for a start. No, However, no, I was actually, you know, it was funny about that, Mike. I was in a store and I was just walking through the store, and there's a stand like this pile of stack of Guinness six packs, right. And I walked over and it was like, hey, you know, this is a St. Patty's Day promotion and all this. Right. So I just grabbed one and did a selfie at the, st- set the did it at the store and sent it to you. But I should have if I'd have known what I know now, I would have done it. And we could have had our Guinness at what would have been seven o'clock in the morning to me and whatever it would have been for you in the afternoon. There's your social hit folks. Jeff Reinbold loves Guinness. And- hey, well, I, I'm just going to tell you that i am sure that you and whoever you were drinking with had enough guinness for for me like <laughs> it was a let's just say it was a it was a memorable enough weekend and, and we will leave it at that but uh de- definitely feeling it all even on the monday jeff anywho um Zuber, I was i was down in dublin last week and this is why this is actually your first first part a lot of the stuff that we put out on the irish one was pre-recorded um First time doing a pod about this, Jeff. Uh, I was down in Dublin in a Starbucks listening to Pat McAfee last Wednesday. Was it last Wednesday or last Thursday? I can't remember. But um, obviously, McAfee brings on Rogers, and Rogers takes a good 12 and a half minutes to hit the bomb that we've all. I mean, first off, Jeff, for, for you that's been in the league for so many years, how does it feel like for you seeing a player pop on YouTube and tell everyone that he's leaving? I mean, like that, you, you must find that weirdly hilarious. Yeah. I, you know, it's the whole thing now has gotten to the point where it's so vastly different than what I grew up in. You know, I, I you you go back when I was a kid, like there was no such thing as free agency, 
right? I mean, guys didn't become free agents. Guys didn't negotiate contracts per se. I mean, basically, you did what the club said, and if you didn't like it, they just go find another one. But in this day of power, the empowerment of players, and you know, it a lot of guys and a lot of people have really sacrificed a lot for this to happen. The players today have more of a voice in everything that goes on, and they want to be heard. They want to be in the forefront of social media. They understand what it means to drive your brand and all of the other things. Does it change the environment inside the locker room? Yes. Does it change the the environment inside the coaching fraternity? Yes. Um, You know, it's so vastly different than what it was back in the day. You know, I can remember, Mike, in 19... Coach Vermeil took the Eagles to the Super Bowl in like 83 or 84, somewhere in there, I think, 85 maybe. Um, and, you know, he, the belief at that time was it took at least three years to build a team, right? Three years today, no coach gets three years to build this team. If you're not, if you don't show significant improvement in one year, they're looking, I mean, how many one and dones have we seen lately? I, th- I think you're buying on. Like, like, and that's the thing. You, you, you just don't get time anymore in the league for a start. You, you don't. And it's, there's always, especially this time of the year, when you've got players, coaches coming in and that whole expectation of before you know it, it's week 17, week 18, the following season, and they're out the door. And you, and you ask yourself, what was all that for? But, um, well, you know, that's, that's great. That's a great point, man. Because think about it. Right now, if you, I mean, I'm not a Vegas guy and I don't, I'm not a betting guy, but right now I would think that if you talk about the NFC North, right, that Vegas odds on who's going to win that next year, you would say that there's been a seismic, seismic power shift in the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, Lazard going to the Jets. You know, you you got the Bears going out and basically, you know, retooling at at a high level their defense. Um, You know, all the contracts being restructured in in Minnesota to to create more cap space. And, you know, the like I say, the Lions have done an amazing job. What was wrong with the Lions last year? They couldn't stop anybody in the back end on defense. Right. So they go out and they. They go and hire three first, I mean, three first level Chauncey Gardner goes there. Gardner Johnson goes there yesterday. I mean, it's like, it's amazing. They have, they've, they've improved at three of the four positions back there. And if you count the nickel back, they got a chance to be a pretty good football team. You know, they got Jamal Williams gets 17 touchdowns. You'd think if you guys score 17 touchdowns, there's no way you're going to let him out of town. They let him walk to New Orleans, and then David Montgomery, who's, you know, the one offensive threat that the Bears have had recently, he heads to Detroit. So in some ways, I like it because teams can improve. But do you think Ryan Poles isn't under the gun now? Trading the number one draft pick, it's all got to work out now, right? You go out and get two starting linebackers that are, you know, in, in the top half, certainly, of linebackers in the league. 
And you, you, the expectation all of a sudden in Chicago is, well, now we're back to being the, you know, the monsters of the midway. I'm going to come back to you on that Chicago thing in just one wee second. I'll stay very quickly on an NFC North team. And I know it's a few days down, Jeff, but um, we briefly spoke about it last week. The whole Rodgers and New York thing is nuts, isn't it? Like, I know we talk about the media and about the expectation, but now that it's actually, you know, give or take going to happen, we're still waiting for that confirmation. Um, I find his, I find his persona, his demeanor, and the way that he put himself out there on, on McAfee is honestly um, just, you know, incredible to watch. He had the whole thing almost rehearsed for days on end and he knew exactly damn rightly what he was doing I don't, I don't believe for a minute uh, what he's saying in regards to players I think he's he's, he's he has a home run in terms of what he's been saying and getting certain player people on there certain players on there um, I guess turning around to the whole conversation like just just have you any additional thoughts on Rodgers going to New York do you think that oh. they're you know obviously would you class them as favourites for the division now because that, that division stacked, Jeff. I mean, outside of maybe New England, who have still brought in uh, Juju and Mike Gostecki in the last week on the offensive side of the ball. But then also, Jeff, on the other side, if you want to bomb on this after, I mean, Jordan Love, it's now his team in Green Bay. Talk about a seismic shift in the league. It's oh, mad. I, well, let's stay on the Packers because, you know, the Packers are a great study, right? First of all, they're the only team in the league that doesn't have an owner. Right. They're community owned team. They're, they're owned by shareholders and they have a way of doing business. That's been the Packer way for years and years and years and years and years. Well, this whole thing is blown up on them, on them right now because Rogers, as I, as the whole thing unfolded to me, I kept looking in my mind, I'd shut my mind, shut my eyes and I'd see Aaron Rodgers in the green room at the draft when he was coming out of Cal and everybody said he's going to San Francisco. He's going to be the first quarterback off the board and all of, he started to slide. And then the more he slid, the more ESPN who covered the draft at that time locked in on him to the point where he was the only guy left in the green room at the end of the, at the end of the first round. And he couldn't get away from the camera and he was so you could see in his eyes and his demeanor and his body language, how devastated he was because he's a prideful guy, right? I mean, you can say what you want about him, about how he delivers his message and all stuff. He's an extremely prideful guy that cares about his image, right? Well, he got his guts ripped out on, on a world stage. And I think, Frankly, there's a little bit of payback going on now where he's going to pay back the league and he's going to pay back everybody who questioned him and all of it. Right. And, and you look at it, Mike, think about it, man. He's letting it be known that, you know, he wants Alan Lazard and he wants Mercedes. Mercedes Lewis is 38 years old, right? He wants Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb caught for 400 yards and one touchdown last year, right? But he's making it, making a statement. He wants those guys on his football team. Well, this ain't pickup in the park 
where you go down with your buddies and it's like, okay, give me Mike and give me John and give me, give me uh, Calvin because they're my guys, right? This is fun. This is business. This is, there's a lot of guys in that, in that Jets locker room that have got to be saying, what in the hell is, who's in charge here? Is Joe Douglas in charge or is Aaron Rodgers in charge? And think about it. It ain't done yet, right? He's He is in total control. The Packers think they got the juice. They got no juice. You think they want him back there? No, they got to take him. If the, if the trade doesn't go, they got two choices. They can cut him and pay all that money that he's going to count if you cut him. Or they can take him back and deal with all of the controversy you're going to deal with. I but he, like surely, I mean, it's it's what it's 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 eight o'clock on the Monday here. Surely that gets done next week. That's surely, Jeff. Yeah. Well, you say surely, right? And I think surely too. But if I'm the Jets, I'm Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets. I got my direct line bat phone to Joe Douglas and I'm calling him every 15 minutes saying, what the hell's going on? Did we get the deal done yet? What are we waiting on? What's, what's the holdup, right? Well, the holdup is the Packers have an asset that they need something back for. And the jets have committed themselves down this road because there's him and Lamar Johnson and Lamar Jackson rather. And that's all there's out there, right? Because they don't think they can play with Zach Wilson. Well, right now, Zach Wilson is the only guy you got because Mike White is <laughs> who was who played better, frankly, than, than Zach Wilson is in Miami. So they don't have any. There's no choice. It is it is like it is one of those just burn the boats because we ain't coming back. Want shots for the Jets? It's funny because like at the time, obviously. It it could take time. It could I could even take up until an hour before the draft starts, or it could take until someone's on the clock in the draft. And uh, there is league meetings next week where you might see Mark Murphy, Woody Johnson meet up and have a coffee somewhere in Arizona. Maybe that supermarket where, where we went to Jeff um, to get sushi could, could be a good spot to go to. I don't. Um, I, I tell you what, it don't matter what the spot is, but if you if you're those two guys, you get both of them. I mean, I don't think anybody's. Like who's in, who's got the juice in this thing right now. Right. Cause usually in trades, right. Or in s- these kind of situations, somebody's got the power. Somebody's got the juice. Right. Well, you know, let's, let's talk about it. The player has the juice. He's the only one that has the juice, right. Because he's going to get paid either way. Right. He's 39 years old. Okay. He's not going to play that much longer. He wants to drag this out he wants to make this a public spectacle he wants the attention so the only guy that's got the juice right now is aaron Rodgers. i want to get your thoughts on this um i see it now look obviously you're, you're gonna think michael it's all old news man but it was Paddy's day here and it i'm not gonna say the phone was turned off but you know the phone was turned off um uh, have you seen the rumor about the Raiders and the Bears and what the Bears expected off uh, just for the draft capital? So f- for people that haven't heard this, the Bears were apparently approached by the Raiders looking at number one pick and the Bears asked for a 2023, 2023 first rounder, 
2023 second rounder, two future first round picks, and a future second round pick for that first round or first number number one overall pick this year. Obviously, it didn't happen, but uh, they didn't pull the trigger because they thought it was too steep. I mean. Talk about ifs and buts there, but they've got their man in Jimmy G now. And obviously, Jeff, as a Raiders fan, you must be absolutely buzzing. Well, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Jimmy G. I'm happy for the fact that, you know, for Josh McDaniels, he's got a guy that's he knows, a guy that he's worked with before, a guy that, you know, he's been through the whole deal. Fan, uh, fans, I hope you understand just how intense the preparation that these guys go through is, particularly the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback is the most important relationship in the building, bar none. And I mean, bar none. So, these guys have worked together. They've coexisted. They've won football games together. I think that's a huge positive for the Raiders. The Raiders, frankly, needed to clean house and get rid of some of the old regime. And you saw it happen with Darren Waller. You saw it happen with Carr. And I don't know if it's over yet, but I do know that the Raiders are a team that needs to find another direction and they, and, and Josh needs his guys because he's going into year two. This is the critical year for him now, right? They have got yeah. to show significant improvement. The challenge for the Raiders is Mike, is you look at that, who are they going to be better than in that division? Right? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're not going on paper anyway, they're not going to be better than the Broncos are right. Mm. On paper, they're not going to be better than the Chargers are, right? Because the Chargers go out and get Kendricks, and he'll he'll be an instant starter and upgrade for them, you know. And I just really think that the the Raiders, you know, that's a tough slog when you're in that division because you got the Chiefs, you got the Broncos, and you got San Diego and or excuse me, the Chargers and. You know, you might be better, but you may not be, you may not move up a place in, in the, you know, in the standings. Yeah, because it was doing a Broncos podcast on Saturday, feeling very fresh. And we're talking about bringing in Pyres and bringing in obviously different guys, both defensive and, and just offensive guards. It's hard to see where the Raiders are going to match up in, in the AFC West. I guess two moves as we enter the last third of this podcast, Jeff, for, for this week before you, before you go off surfing. Um, Two moves that were interested the weekend. Brandon Cooks going to the Cowboys. Adam Phelan is going or has went to the Panthers overnight on Sunday. That's a guy, if you take away the 2022 season, Jeff, he had a combined 24 touchdowns in 2020, 2021. Um I'm 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 not gonna say he's gonna return to that sort of form, but if he can get the right quarterback and get in the right system there, you could get good production out of him. 25 million, I think the deal is uh, steep enough, but it's a new challenge for him. Yeah, you know, we talked about free agency earlier in this podcast, and and this is, I think, the negative for the fan base when you are, and even I think even for the player, Adam Thielen is a Minnesota kid. Adam Thielen played college football at Minnesota State. Adam Thielen is a story, right? A free agent, local kid, gets his chance, makes the league, you know, playing for his hometown team, becomes a superstar. And it ends like this. Now he's a cut and he goes as a free agent, a street free agent to Carolina to continue to play. Well, that's, you know, back in the day, 
I'm not sure that would have happened. I think Adam Thielen would have finished his career as a, as a Viking. And, you know, you see it happen so many times, you know, with this kind of thing, like I could never, ever, 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 ever get used to a guy that I once saw toting the rock for the Dallas Cowboys go finish his career in the desert in Arizona. And you know who I'm talking about. It's just shocking to me when those kinds of things happen, right? Because the guy, you know, you know, it's, it's, Michael finished, we're talking about the triplets, right? Michael finished with the Cowboys. Troy finished with the Cowboys. You know, and, and you know, ah, I just think it's, I just think it's really hard when, when you see an established player, a guy who's been with one organization his whole career, they've had success and he, and he doesn't finish his career at that place. And that may, makes me old school, but if it does, I don't give a shit. It goes back to what you said a second ago, but at the start, it's cut for, it's, it's, you know, one year, it's one thing, the next year, it's the next one. It's just short term, isn't it? Yeah, it can be. And it, and, and, and I think that's the thing that we got to understand. It's a, it's turned into, and it's always been this way as I, I'm not stupid enough to say it hasn't been. It's always been, what have you done for me lately? How can I, you know, get a younger, cheaper player? Um, you know, all of that stuff has all been part of this game and it's, it'll be part of this game for a long time. As long as they play the game on a professional level, it's pro football. I get it. Right. But it doesn't make it any easier when you see Emmett in Cardinal red or you see, you know, Aaron Rodgers in potentially in jet green. Right. Uh, you know, I just think Adam Thielen not playing with a Minnesota Viking helmet on is like, uh, it's going to be hard to see. Yeah. Let's uh, look, I, I know you could surfing, you got fresh OJ breakfast muffins to eat here. It's, it's early over there. Let's end this on this man. Yeah. And um, Lamar Jackson, I, I want to get this podcast out in case something happens very quickly, but Lamar Jackson at the time of recording still has not made his decision up. Do you think we're going to hear anything this week, Jeff? Because I'm getting to the point now where I just either play under the tag or sort sort it out. Yeah. This thing is a complete mess, right? It's a mess for everybody. The player chooses to be his own agent, which he has the right to be, right? But what that does is now you, when you go into those, go into see Eric Costa, the GM, and you're asking for this much money, and he says, no, you're not worth that much money, Right. That there's too many chances for it to end like it's going to end here, right? Even if he goes back and plays under the tag, do you think he's going to be happy, right? In my <laughs> mind, Mar Jackson left the Baltimore Ravens when he didn't travel to the playoffs with his team, right? That told me an awful lot. Now, I, can they kiss and make up on the surface if they have to, right? Because here's the reality. You know, the owner, Biscotti, he, he's he's going to have a quarterback, right? And he's going to want the best one he can have. And DaCosta is going to want the same. And Harbaugh is going to want the same. Now, would they prefer that it's somebody other than Lamar Jackson? Obviously, it is that because they're not doing this deal. 
Now, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, he wants, I don't know how much money the guy wants, right? Or what he wants guaranteed or, I mean, it's like unbelievable. We're talking about, that's generational wealth, Mike. You're talking about your kids, your children's kids, their kids. They don't have to work a day in their life if you handle the money correctly. So if you really wanted to be in Baltimore, the deal would be done, right? Here's the reality that, Fans out there, do not scream and yell when I say this. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. The guy is a not highly skilled thrower of the football. Okay. Now, I didn't say, it's not that he doesn't have a strong arm. He does have a strong arm. He is an extremely good football player, an MVP football player in the right system. Now, are you willing, what franchise is willing to do what Lamar needs done right now to be a high-level quarterback? I watched him play against the Saints. They're trying to close the game out at the end. He has to make a couple throws at the end of the game to, to put it away. He misses. He throws them both in the dirt. However, they give him the ball and he runs around and nobody on the field can tackle him. And that's how they ice the game. Right. But, and Steve Young said this right now, he's never been in a system where he's been coached to be a drop back quarterback, to be a high level quarterback from the pocket. That's not what he's been coached to do. He can throw the ball as well as you need to throw the ball. He's not as accurate as he needs to be. And when you play as much when you run and you do all the things that they do structurally in, in Baltimore, he sees more one-on-one coverage, easy single high reads than any quarterback in the league. Right. And yes, he has completed, I don't know, 70% of his passes or whatever it is, but you got to sometimes dig through the numbers a little bit. Okay. And I'm a fan of the kid, but I'm a fan of that. That offense too right and i'm afraid that both of those won't be in baltimore this fall <laughs> what a way to leave that podcast there um i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna come out and say uh, i think lamar jackson plays somewhere else as well I, I think something's gonna happen in the next week i think it's the final domino that we're gonna have in this whole madness of free agency before we go into the whole draft talk and i know jeff that's um for anyone listening on the Pro Football Ireland RSS feed, search Jeff Reinbold show. Uh, you have a weekly uh, preview of each position with Ollie Hodgkinson from Pro Football Network, um, which you can you can listen to now. Or if you're on Apple Music, just hit Pro Football Ireland. It'll pop up Jeff Reinbold show. And um, any final advice for us over here, Jeff, recovering from the weekend, or any news or any crack? No. I would say to drink a lot of grapefruit juice, something with a lot of high C, high vitamin C content, take a couple aspirin, um, drink water. <laughs> and just, I, I tell you what, when are we coming back to Ireland? That's when I want to know, because I love it in your country. I think let's meet in KC next month and let's discuss this it? return. All right, yeah. well, let's, let's, do, let's do that. What is that? You're going to be in LA, I think, Ruben very quickly aren't you not are you going i am next week but you're you're you're, are you uh, you coming off the turnbuckle are you the irish assassin straight out of belfast the irish assassin (laughs) 
<laughs> I think for people listening, you should fly over the three or four hour flight, not and, and I will meet you halfway on my day off. But um, no, obviously looking forward to when it, just whenever you're back over, Jeff, and I'm sure we will put those plans into motion over the next few weeks. People are already asking about um, you and Richard or anyone coming back over. So certainly um, I, I will have that in touch. Well, that with makes folks. Me not, now okay. you really know how to make me feel important. You, Richard, or anyone that wants to come over. I mean, like anyone that wants to come to the events. Hey, it, it, do me a favor. You're going to be with our good friend, Ben Mortimer from Touchdown Trips at WrestleMania next week, right? WrestleMania. Now, tell tell Ben, let's get, let's get a group together. Let's get a meeting together in LA next week. And we'll do a, we'll do a co-pod again next week at wrestlemania right and and are, are you gonna wear a mask or what's your what's your stick as as the irish assassin what do you what do you come in as how, how, hold on how long does it take you to like get to la is a question five hours fly not so four you, and a half four and a half you, you would do a day in day out for, for a laugh yeah i would do it uh, you know to see you that would i absolutely i would let me find out when the off day is and we'll uh, work on that. I, I feel privileged to what you just said there as well now, Jeff. But here, for people listening, Kajem Artatu, Tamagamoy, Slonga Foil, folks, have a great week. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs>